0: Welcome to the Travel Coach Network Podcast, your weekly dose of travel coach info, inspo, and news from around the globe. Tune in to each episode to hear inspiring stories of successful travel coaches who are building their lives and business around travel all while exploring around the world. You'll also learn all about travel coaching, setting intentions for a trip, adding meaning to travel, and how you can grow your own travel coaching business. Because remember, there is more to a travel career than just blogging and bookings. Now, join me as we reshape how and why people travel.
1: In this episode of the Travel Coach Network podcast, you'll hear our founder, Sahara Rose DeVore, interview Chelsea from Heart of Travel, She believes in ethical, authentic travel with an impact and that human connection transcends borders. Her story behind Heart of Travel is so inspiring, and we definitely encourage you to stay tuned for the whole episode so you can find out where you can connect with her and how you can find all of her trips that are launching on August 15th. Before we get to today's episode, we have a quick, small ask for you. In a moment, could you pause this episode, go to your favorite podcast player, and leave a review for this podcast? Even if you leave five stars and no words, we so appreciate that effort. When you leave reviews for podcasts, that helps them get discovered by the right people. So that means a future aspiring travel coach could discover this podcast because of your review. We so, so appreciate you taking the time to do that. We'll give you a second to pause this episode and do that now if you can. You back? Okay, great. Let's get on with the show.
0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Travel Coach Network podcast. It is I, Sahara Rose Devore, the founder of the Travel Coach Network and the creative instructor of the Travel Coach Certification Program. Today, I'm so excited to bring you Chelsea Glass. Chelsea is originally from Sacramento, California, and has worked and lived in Latin America for the last 10 years and has truly created an international Worldly and authentic life for herself, nestled among the volcanoes of Central America. She is an avid traveler, a culture enthusiast, and the founder of Heart of Travel. Based out of Antigua, Guatemala, the Heart of Travel seeks to showcase the often undervalued and misunderstood countries of Latin America. Her company is a small, woman owned business born out of a deep rooted love and passion for travel, art, history, food, nature, culture, and adventure. Chelsea has given talks at establishments such as Cornell University and has been featured on publications such as Travel Journal Magazine and has recently been awarded Best Video by a tourism agency at the Travel Video Alliance Awards in 2022. That's amazing. Welcome, Chelsea. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm so excited to chat with you today.
2: Hi, thank you so much, Sahara. It's a pleasure for me to be here. And I'm really looking forward to diving into our conversation today. So thank you for that really lovely introduction. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, of
0: course. Uh, we're gonna unpack a lot of that here soon. But first, share with our audience where did your love for travel come from?
2: Definitely. So we didn't travel a ton as a family when I was growing up. We did do one big trip to Europe when I was younger, and then we did like a road trip a year, but my grandmother. Of so my father's mom, she traveled extensively, especially later on in her life. So she would always come back and be like, I was in Hawaii. I was in Guam. I was in Mexico. And I brought you this shirt. And I'm like, take me. I want to go on these so trips." My grandma, Jean and her travels with her second husband were definitely, I think the original catalyst. She would, you know, she'd collect the magnets from every destination, have them on the refrigerator. She had this huge map in her office where she had a pin everywhere that she had been. And it's like all of these things. Now we see them on Pinterest, all perfect. And my grandma was doing this stuff, you know, a long time ago. And even when she passed away and we unpacked her house, I, that's where I really realized I'm like, wow, like my desire to travel really came from my grandma Jane. And I hadn't even necessarily noticed that until after she passed really that it's thanks to her that she awoke that spirit in me of wanting to travel and wanting to go on adventures because I saw her do it.
0: That's so sweet. I love that. As my Travel portion Network members come in, I have learned a lot of them that are older who travel. When I ask them, why did they travel? They say, I want to start building a legacy and inspiring future generations of our family. And so that's a prime example there. And that's just so valuable. And I, I love that so much. Thanks for sharing. What about Latin America stuck out to you and why we're going to dive into your business here, but what about Guatemala, Central America, Latin America? Know, really resonated with you?
2: I think, I mean, there's a variety of factors for anybody who's been to Guatemala. They can attest that Guatemala is some of just the most friendly and welcoming people. So it's a place where you can pretty quickly feel comfortable and at home in, but there's so much new stuff. So I think for me, it was a really great mix of being like, okay, I feel comfortable enough here. That I feel safe, that I know I can make friends, I can make a community, but there's so many new things to challenge me, to push me outside of my comfort zone. So on a very personal level, I'm enchanted by these streets and by the stories of meeting all these people. And I like the simplicity and the slower pace of life. So that's like the kind of very basic personal reason of why I've kind of fallen under the spell and the charm of Latin America. But what motivated me to want to work in tourism in Latin America is more based on I see so much of an inaccurate representation of latin america particularly in u.s media when i have conversations with people who have a similar background to mine and i tell them i live in guatemala some people think it's amazing but more than half of the people react with kind of like why or where is guatemala or a statement that's maybe based a little bit in fear or in in ignorance just because we don't talk about these countries and and provide a more comprehensive look at the reality of latin america At least I didn't learn the full picture when I was growing up in the U.S., going to school. So for me, I was constantly being met with a reaction to Latin America that was not matching the experience that I was living. Not to say that a lot of the issues that are discussed in media aren't real. And by no means do I want to diminish The fact that there are things in Latin America and different countries, like people are facing obstacles and challenges. But I want to talk about, okay, first of all, what's the history behind those? Why are those things happening? How can they potentially be solved? And then, apart from that, what is the other 80% of the puzzle piece of Latin America that we're ignoring? What are all the amazing things? So for me, it was that desire to challenge misconceptions and to provide opportunities for people to explore Latin America and fall in love with it the way that I have for all that it is good and bad. There's just so much history. There's so much culture. There's so much also resilience in a lot of these countries. And it's just an incredible part of the world. That's our neighbor. It's our, it's the U.S. neighbor, right? It's We're all Las Americas. It's all like we should really, I feel like, have a much stronger connection with our neighbors. And so For me, once I came to Latin America, it was kind of like, okay, this is your place.
0: Really fascinating that those countries are just not up there on the list of poorest destinations, which blows my mind. My second backpacking trip ever was Central America. And I started in Costa Rica and then worked my way down. And we're going to talk about Antigua here, but I've, I've been there and Guatemala, I absolutely love and I too, I don't understand. It's such a rich in culture and in every way, shape or form with the people and the beauty of the nature. And I understand that there's beautiful places all over the world, but a lot of these countries don't get the light that they should. Really a missed opportunity for travelers to experience a place like that, right? So share with us, what inspired your business, Heart of Travel?
2: Yeah, so just kind of going back to wanting to have, An opportunity to challenge some of these paradigms that we have constructed in our minds about Latin America through an experience that is also fun and engaging, but where you're going to learn as well. And by going on that more intentional travel experience, not only are you working away at relearning things or chopping away at some biases that you might have and forming actual relationships with people in Latin America, Our tours are also designed so that we are putting absolutely as much money from the traveler's payment into the hands of small businesses, of freelance artists, artisans, and really trying to make sure that the economic impact is really positive and really big with the communities that we're working in and trying not to have too much of our money touching like larger businesses or larger corporations that have their place and their reason to exist. But that's like just not what we're trying to focus on. We're really trying to stimulate small business in Latin America and create opportunities for people to come and experience uh, a coffee tour with Don Jose and then they go home and not only do they have fun, but they learn something about the coffee industry that might change the way that they decide to purchase coffee moving forward, or it might just change their appreciation that they have. Maybe they're willing to pay a dollar more for a cup of coffee that if they actually know that it is coming from a source where the person who worked that land was fairly compensated. So there's small things, but small things over time and over thousands of thousands of people can have impact. So it was about impact, wanting to travel for the sake of travel and all that it can bring to us as individuals, but also how can travel have a larger and more lasting impact on the places that are getting visited so that for me was the biggest component because anybody can take you on a week-long trip to cuba and hang out and have fun and go to the beach and those things are great but to be able to connect you with individuals and experiences where you're going to have a more meaningful experience and where also your existence in the country for that week is going to leave a lasting positive impact on the people you interact with that's what makes me want to wait.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's, we're seeing and we're hearing a lot more of this interest from travelers to be immersed in a destination, be immersed in a culture, to feel something different, to see something different. The topics of, re- things like regenerative tourism, leaving a place better than when you when you got there, giving back, making an impact in some way, you know, sustainability, all of these eco travel under this umbrella of meaningful, intentional, purposeful travel. And you said that word there intentional travel. What is that? How would you describe intentional travel?
2: Yeah, I think intentional travel is taking the time to think about Not only what am I looking to get out of my travel experience, because if you're paying for a trip that you worked hard and you took time off for, you definitely, I believe, deserve and have every right to make sure it's the trip that you want and that you have fun and that you enjoy your time. So I don't want to throw any shade at that. But at the same time, I think the travel industry for a long time has really centered the traveler. And oftentimes we're looking at stereotypical image of like a female blonde traveler in a beautiful outfit in the middle of the jungle or in front of these ruins that might have like a significance religiously or culturally right and i think intentional traveler is saying are there experiences while i'm traveling where i am not the center of the experience and what can my presence in this country do to have at the bare minimum not have a negative impact and ideally how can i try to make my time here create a positive impact so i think traveling intentionally means slowing down when you're trying to figure out your itinerary, taking time to research where do I want to go to dinner. Do I want to go to dinner at this restaurant that's owned by one of the five most richest families in Guatemala? Or do I want to go to an equally or even potentially better restaurant that's owned by a small family from the outside of Antigua? And a lot of times those types of things require time or research or intention. So I think when we talk about intentional travel, it's just putting a little bit more effort and thought behind the decisions that you make. So that for me is what intentional travel would mean.
0: What are some of the clients that have gone on trips or travelers? I don't like clients, but the travelers that have had an experience with heart of travel, what are some transformations, mindset changes, belief changes? Have you heard and seen of them that they've shared when they are, you know, the trip is over with? I think that a lot
2: of the people who sign up for a trip with Hard Travel are already kind of an open-minded person and they already have a lot of these practices kind of woven into their daily life. But there is always also the person who their spouse or their friend kind of said like, come on this trip. And they're really trying to push that person out of their comfort zone. And so I've had people, yeah, people who come to Guatemala and they say even simple things, like I never would have thought that, the city would be so clean or I never would have thought that, you know, I would feel so safe here or I never understood just how difficult getting a visa, even just to go travel to Canada as the Guatemalan citizen was, I never understood really, I never really understood immigration, yet I've had a political stance on it for my whole life. But now I'm actually interacting with people and I'm hearing their stories. And it's shifting my understanding and therefore my opinion and potentially even my vote or the way I'm going to talk about this, this topic with my own peers back home. So I think a lot of it is opening up people's minds chipping away at biases, but also I think understanding that we are ignorant, we are all ignorant on this world, because there's no way that we can know everything about everyone and every place. It's just not possible. So instead of beating ourselves up about it, how can we try to learn and then utilizing new information and experiences have different choices or behaviors moving forward. So I think that for people to realize that it's okay not to know everything, as long as you're open and willing to listen and hearing and believing other people's stories. So I think that's been a big component. And then, you know, a lot of times people are traveling for the experience of traveling, but a lot of times people are traveling because they're dealing with something else in their life, right? They recently went through a divorce. They recently lost a friend. A lot of times we have people who come on a trip. I'm like, are they having a good time? Usually the answer is they are having a good time, but they're also having the time that they need to have. And so a lot of times travel for people is an opportunity to be with themselves or get away from the right routine. And sometimes I can bring up feelings and emotions or experiences that can be hard in the moment, but that it gives you the opportunity. I think, to sit with yourself a little bit longer activity-wise. There's really nothing I love more than being alone on an airplane for an hour with a book or with a journal and just to have that moment to check in with myself, we are so overstimulated these days and working all the time and with so many obligations in society that I think we've really lost that component. And I feel like in Latin American countries, people are a little bit more just intrinsically connected to that aspect of their themselves. And so coming to a place like this, I think it gives you, it says, hey, the Wi-Fi is not great. We're going to be in the jungle for the day. And so you're not going to check your Instagram and that's fine because today we're going to just be present in this experience and whatever it comes up for you in that time is what's supposed to come up for you. And we're here to support you in in that. We've definitely had people who've been on trips who are going through like really significant personal things and the trip gives them an opportunity to heal or to make a decision and things like that. So I think there's just so many different powerful elements of travel.
0: Oh my gosh yeah I mean I am a firm believer in the healing powers of travel and one of my favorite things always is to take a a journal or a book or I do a lot of art and you know paper and a pen and I go and I sit near bodies of water so I really like a lake a beautiful lake that has like the reflection of the hillside or mountains on it and just having that time alone is one of my favorite things to do and I can really saw myself in that when you were sharing about your preference to you know be on, on a plane and, and reading and stuff. And that really is just how powerful travel can be on us. And we forget, like you said, we have we're all these things that are we're stimulated by on a daily basis. When we go to countries where things are just a lot slower, they don't prioritize things like the internet or social media or where's Wi-Fi, stuff that we tend to stress out or worry about it's a nice break from reality and it's a nice break from our own reality. And it's a nice way to bring back into perspective what is important to us. Right. And I think that's why travel can be so healing for people who are traveling because a lot, like you said, it lost a loved one or going through a divorce or bad breakup, which we hear all the time. Right. And many of our listeners here probably have had an experience like that themselves. That was the catalyst to their yearning for travel. So we talked about what, a lot of your travelers get out of it. But I know that a big component to your business is giving back and making an impact on the the community in Antigua and Guatemala. What are some ways that you've seen the impact making a change or some changes you've seen based on what you do, what your company does?
2: So I think one of the things that also is important for us to let people know is that we very much believe that one of the best ways to improve the quality of life for people in Latin America is through increased or enhanced employment opportunities. So a lot of the people that I know that consider or who have decided to leave their home country, like Guatemala, to look for the quote unquote, like U.S. American dream, most of those people are leaving based on an economic reason. So other people have other reasons, but all the people that I've met over the last 13 years, their reason for potentially leaving is because there just wasn't an opportunity to earn a living that was going to allow them to provide for themselves and their family and the lifestyle that they were wanting. And they're very much deserving of having. Right. And so for us, instead of being like, okay, like, how can we like give things to people? It's more, how can we create mutually beneficial opportunities and build relationships where we know that Now, so-and-so, like Don Jose, we're going to have four coffee tours a month, and every time we do a coffee tour a month, that could, depending on how many people are on it, could result in anywhere from like $90 to $300 in additional income, which would be a large percentage of his monthly income. By creating a tour with him where he got to decide how did he want to share his land with us, how did he want to open up the doors to his home to us, what points does he want to discuss about His life, about the coffee industry, how comfortable is he talking about, like, you know, specific things in regards to his finances? So he got to determine the shots. He got to talk about what he wanted to be compensated for these experiences. And we get to run these incredible tours that add so much value to our traveler's experience. And, like, one of my absolute favorite tours that we offer is is our experience with Don Jose. That has generated, at times, I can represent more than 50% of his monthly income that he didn't have prior to this relationship. We work with a textile cooperative in San Juana Laguna here in Guatemala. They are so inspiring. It's called Casa Flor Ishkaco. It's these very, very, very amazingly empowered, smart, savvy businesswomen. They belong to the indigenous Sutujil community. And so they're amazing. They speak Sutujil Spanish. A lot of them also speak English. And they have also created this cooperative where they are able to create designs, they have control, they have full autonomy over the way that their mm. products are being sold, how they're being represented. Unlike a lot of other companies or artisans where a lot of times they are working with a foreign middleman who is oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes taking a much larger cut and maybe not giving them the full autonomy that they would like in terms of what photos are being used. And a lot of people think it's just a picture. Yeah, but it's somebody's personal image. And if somebody else is profiting off of that, that's not okay unless there's an established agreement that both parties are are, are on board with, right? And so for us working with Casa has been it's been amazing because we don't even make really money directly off of our Interact Them. We include a visit to them. We actually also started with them the idea of doing homestays. So some of our travelers who are here for longer times can spend an overnight, one of the women's house. And so they're getting additional compensation because they're opening up the doors to their home and they're providing lodging, they're providing food. Also, it's the opportunity for people to talk to each other, to get to know each other. And so we've been able to bring hundreds of people to meet Casa Flor and the women of Casa Flor to have lunch with them, to spend the night at their home, to purchase their product. And then more recently, we have been helping to put Casa Flor in touch with some people who do work in the e-commerce space in the United States but who are willing to work with them on their terms. And so through travel and through making these connections, we're able to also help a lot of our providers find experiences or opportunities to to increase their income and their revenue streams. And we might not even make anything off of it. And that's fine because for us, the value that we provide to our clients when we package in a tour and it includes a, a visit to Casa Flor is so incredible that we don't need a commission off of their product sales like we value them and want to compensate them for what they're worth and we want to support their business and we want to see their business grow that opportunity with Casa Flor or with Don Jose are some of the ones that I'm the most proud of and I'm the most excited about because I'm really seeing our the fruits of our, our labor and how it is directly and indirectly affecting a lot of other people yeah, I could think of a lot more options, but those two definitely come to mind
0: first. I love that. That's amazing. And I know that those experiences too really are the most impactful for travelers to see, to get to go to. I remember when I was in Antigua, I went to like one of those chicken bus bus factories. Mm -hmm. So just getting to go and there was another place, probably know the name of it, where they make coffins, like the family-owned place that makes coffins. So getting to talk to the locals, seeing how they build it, because we have a mindset of how things are built and how things are run in, you know, a factory or created. But then when we go and talk to, you know, the ones who are actually on the farms, creating it, hand stitching things, like it's just so different. And that really puts in perspective for people, helps people. Find different value in what they buy and where they spend their money and how they view things. I noticed on your website, you say that travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow mindedness. Do you want to expand upon that?
2: Yeah. So that's part of a Mark Twain quote that I've always really liked. And basically, it's just making the argument that if you travel and if you see other parts of the world and you interact with other people, who you might think at first thought are so different than you. And then you slowly find that there's so many commonalities between all of us that we are all humans. And though we are not in the same boat, we're up against the same obstacles in life. We have the same reasons to celebrate in life. We, we have a lot that connects us, but by traveling and being outside of your comfort zone and seeing something very different than what, you know, and putting yourself as much as possible into the shoes of another person. If you don't come back from that experience, a more empathetic, a more compassionate, a more patient, a more open-minded and loving person, you're in the minority because most people find that traveling deepens their, I think it deepens your compassion and your empathy. It's humbling in a lot of ways. It's inspiring in a lot of ways as well. So I feel like travel is a really good way for us to open up our minds. And like, especially right now, I look at the state of things in in my home country in the U S and there's so much tension and there's so much division. And a lot of times people are arguing over things that they maybe have not even actually experienced or might not even touch their own lives that much, but they have an opinion on it. And I think, okay, but where's the opinion coming from? Is the opinion coming from something that somebody else told you? Or is the opinion coming from experience that you had close and personal? And so it's hard. How can you really have an opinion on a certain diplomatic policy in another part of the world if you actually don't know anything about that part of the world? You know, I think that not to put blame or to put fault on people. In the U.S., I feel like we should encourage people to travel more. I think I read once a statistic. The percentage of U.S. citizens that are actually utilizing their passports is shockingly low When it is one of the most powerful passports in the world, U.S. citizens can book a ticket and get on a plane and go to most countries without even having to think twice. My Guatemalan uh, teammates, if they want to go to the United States, they need to apply for a U.S. tourist visa. And the likelihood of getting that approved is really difficult. Even if they just want to go for a week and hang out in New York or they they can't. So we are so privileged as U.S. citizens that we have this passport that says, here's the key to the world. Go explore, right? Obviously, there are other things. You have to have time. You have to have money, and not everybody can just get on a plane and go. But we're already step up ahead of of a lot of people, and that we are legally allowed to travel to so many parts of the world. Encourage anybody out there. If you have a time in your schedule, or if you have a little money in your savings account, if you haven't traveled a lot, go. It might not be easy a hundred percent of the time, but it will be rewarding, and that is. That I can promise you. Even if the trip is awful, there's going to be a reward in having had the experience. So I'm a huge proponent of travel being a way for us to deepen our compassion and our empathy for others.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm right there with you, girl. I always say that if everyone... Travel, the world would be a much better place. Because going to countries that people don't often travel to, or that there's so much stigma around the culture and the people, if you don't travel somewhere, but yet you're going to make a judgment on people based on whatever it is you saw, heard, or usually what you saw or heard on TV or from someone else, if you haven't gone there. And just the way that Many people are treated when they're travelers, they're visitors to our country, but traveling, if you go to another country, you want people to be welcoming, to be friendly, to keep you safe, want to be accepted. And that's all people are looking for as well when they come to our countries. And instead, based on what people here think, they often are mistreated and it just breaks my heart. So I think if everyone traveled a little bit more and put themselves in other people's shoes... I swear this world would be a much nicer, better place. People would be happier, more accepting, but it completely grows your empathy, your compassion, and everything because you see other ways of living. You gain gratitude on what you have or what you don't have as well. And it's not that you have to travel the world as much as some people do, but like little trips like that, little experiences like that. And, and it can be as simple as a conversation with someone on a plane next to you, or even if, like you said, if your trip goes terrible somewhere, you might have, have met one person who you had a conversation with that changed your mind or your life in some way. And sometimes it's as easy as that, right? Totally. But if you don't go anywhere, you don't have the opportunity to experience it. As we wrap up here, I know that so many of our listeners, so many people in the, in the travel coach network are moms know that you're a busy mom of two girls. How do you find balance in your work in being a mom and everything that you do? I think if I
2: told you that I had found balance in everything that I do, I would be lying. <laughs> lying. <laughs> so instead of saying like, oh yeah, I do this. I am I, I, um, finding balance now that I am a mom two little girls. I have a five-month-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old, uh, Madeline and Natalia, I love them. And they are such just an incredible- uh, inspiration and source of joy but obviously there's a lot of responsibility that goes along with being a mom and coordinating a household with my partner and then overseeing a business it takes a village and I think that right so cliche today I feel like I'm saying a lot of things that are cliche but cliches are usually they're true for a reason and I think living in a town like Antigua Guatemala being able to find a village to help you raise your child is is a lot easier than in a lot of other places People love children here. I don't walk into a restaurant and think, oh my God, people are going to want us to sit there because they see two babies. No, people want to hug our babies. People want to. So even just those small little like differences and, and how I feel seen and treated as a mother in Latin America, particularly here in Guatemala, it gives me a little bit more peace because I feel like the pressure is not as intense to be the most perfect mom all the time. And we have people that are involved in our life who are genuinely willing to help us out. So I think that having a really strong community has been so wonderful for my husband and I with our daughters and with all of our careers and stuff that we're managing. We do have a woman who helps with childcare during the day, which is something I'm really grateful for. And I might not, I don't know if that's something that I'd be able to afford the level of care that we can give our children if we weren't living here. And then we don't have immediate family that lives nearby. So it's not as easy as like, oh, mom and dad, like, can you watch the girls while we go out? Like, it's rare that we are able to necessarily get as much time, just my partner and I, because usually we're working and then the girls. And then that's if there's any time left, (laughs) it's like, let's sleep. But, you know, we do have friends who say, no, we'll go have dinner. You guys, we're going to hang out with the girls for a few hours. It's fine. Like you guys can go you're, you, you know, even just that encouragement, especially not having family around. So I would say the fact that we have a really supportive community is one of the ways I'm able to somewhat have balance and not totally lose my mind. And as the business grows, being able to delegate more and which is really scary, but also really rewarding and amazing. I don't really always know what I'm doing if I'm honest, but I wake up every morning. I try to meditate most mornings and do a little bit of journaling. And then I just jump into the chaos of the day and and do my best to get everything done in the priority and just trust that. Just like here in, in, in Guatemala, you know, si no hoy, mañana. so I can't get done today, siempre hay mañana. There's tomorrow, right? And so it's even just that general approach to life helps me to fight at the pressure. Cause I get a lot of pressure and anxiety and stress. Like that's in me. And I feel like that really comes from my culture and I feel it like I physically can feel it. And then there's this other voice that's like, tranquila, relajate. It's all fine. Take a deep breath. Go have a coffee with Don Jose. Take your mind out of everything for a second. And then you'll see that the world is not going to collapse around you. And so that kind of just, vibe of things are going to be okay and we're this feeling of community that keeps me sane really can't imagine what it would be like to raise children in the United States right now especially with my career and uh, I don't think I'm going to find out anytime soon because I feel very very fortunate to be the position I'm in now and and I can't imagine that it, it would be easier anywhere else
0: yeah no I can completely relate to a lot of that other than being a mom I'm not a mom yeah I always say like obviously we're both two women who run growing businesses and. I've always struggled with anxiety myself. So having a business where there's 5 million things to do every day, especially if you don't have a huge team yet, you feel it, you feel that stress, but it's those simple mindset shifts that you need to just say, it's going to be okay. If you don't get everything done today and also just finding the support. So you finding support within your family, for your family, with your children, and finding time for yourself, but also support within your business and having people to delegate tasks. And I completely understand how difficult it is, but it's um, it's all a journey, right? Just like traveling, it's a journey. Business is a journey as well. So as we wrap up here, is there uh, something a fun fact about yourself? It doesn't have to be business or travel related that you'd like to share with the audience.
2: I spent two summers when I was 14 and 15 years old, living in an apartment complex in Los Angeles, California, going to film school and like acting school. And so I feel like that's so the opposite of what I'm doing now. But actually, I think that a lot of the skills that I learned there has made it so that I'm more comfortable speaking in front of people, even if it's just a group of 12 tourists to have the confidence to speak. Or like with our online Spanish program, we do a lot of on-camera work. So it's just one of those reminders that It's very, very rare that something we do doesn't somehow at some point have its value or its purpose for having happened in our life. Or like I lived on a farm in Vermont for a month when I was 17 or no, for a summer. But now I feel much more comfortable when I'm talking to farmers throughout Latin America and we're talking about topics related to the world of agriculture. So it's like all of these random experiences that I had that I thought my, that was going to be the direction of my life at the time. And it's no longer the direction of my life, but it's still showing up. I love
0: that. Oh my God. I can so relate to that. I always say the same thing. Like I've worked 5 jillion jobs out there in the past to afford my travels. And all of them were of interest of some sort because I like to spend my time doing things I enjoy, especially when it comes to making money, but it all comes full circle, right? Like there's a reason why you did something or why you learned something. And even if it wasn't your straight on path before, it comes back into use in some way, shape, or form in business. Tell everyone, tell our listeners how they can learn more about Heart of Travel, how they can find and follow you. Anything else you want to share with our listeners before we go? You can find us at
2: www.heartoftravel.org. And that's where you can see information on all of our group trips, as well as learn about our online Spanish learning program, which I'm really, really excited about. So if you're interested in learning Spanish, particularly with the idea of traveling or even potentially relocating to Latin America, this course is very much tailored around Spanish spoken in different parts of Latin America, and it goes way beyond grammar and vocabulary. So you're going to get to take a look inside a lot of Latin American destinations in our course. So our website is a great source to get in touch with us and to see our different offerings. And then of course, Instagram, so heart of travel, and then two underscores. We had our old account hacked or like stolen last year, which was a bummer. So check out our new IG account, and that's where you can see everyday updates, what's going on behind the scenes, what's happening with the team. We're getting really excited because on August 15th of 2022, we are going to open up registration for all of our 2023 trips. Registration goes live, and for anybody who signs up for a trip in the first hour, their names gonna get thrown into a running, and one person's gonna get a thousand dollars cash back off a trip, and five other people are gonna get three hundred dollars cash back. So we're really excited. We utilized this kind of like launch strategy last year when we were announcing our 2022 calendar after you know no business for a year and a half, and it went really well. So we're super excited. uh It's such a fun way to get excited the office and to get also our community excited about traveling next year. So we cannot wait to launch our tours in August uh, on August 15th of this year, and I know that we. Have some really cool stuff coming up uh, in 2023 and we're just so super excited to to be on the ride and to have as many people as want to join us to be a part of it so yeah
0: that's so exciting I oh my gosh I am sure that it's just going to fill up especially after people learn more about what these tours are and hear what how you explained everything that's amazing Chelsea I want to thank you so much for being with us today and sharing about Heart of Travel and about yourself all of the links that chelsea has talked about to be able to learn more and follow on uh, social media and on their website it's going to be in the show notes so be sure to check there and for anyone also interested in following the travel coach network you can find us on instagram at the travel coach network as well same on facebook visit the travelcoach network.com to say hello we look forward to having you in our free travel coach network global community on facebook that's in the show notes as well as your free beginner's guide to travel coaching and anyone interested in travel coaching be sure to send them our way to our podcast we truly appreciate it and until next time my fellow wanderers bye for now thanks for listening to this episode of the travel coach network podcast if you're brand new to the world of travel coaching you must grab our free beginner's guide to travel coaching in the show notes then come share your takeaway from this episode in the travel coach network global community it's our free facebook group for aspiring and thriving travel coaches see you there Oh, oh,